This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Built Bar is our uh, sponsor this half hour, and I have to, uh, oh, no, wait, I don't have to thank Stu. I have to yeah, thank Lisa. Well, Lisa. but you wouldn't know who Lisa was if it wasn't for me. Really? Really? She only married you to get closer to me. Yeah. That's the, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so many Do not thoughts. ask her about yeah, it because no. she'll she'll lie to you. She'll lie to you <laughs> yeah, about it. Probably. Uh, anyway, uh, Lisa was turned on to Built Bars. She turned my wife on to Built Bars, and my wife uh, yacked at me forever. You got to try these Built Bars. They're really good. And I don't listen to the stuff like that because she's healthy and blah right. blah blah she's not the person who's going to give you good advice on food over f- food right right unless it's italian That's this true. is candy yeah italians do not make good desserts so i don't listen to her on anything sweet yeah not their specialty no not their specialty so i don't listen to her on things that you know are sweet and taste good but the, everything was out and she was gone someplace and i was hungry and so i took a built bar out and i ate it and i was blown away blown away and then i hid the fact for a while that she was <laughs> anyway this, this is getting far too specific built.com use the promo code beck 15 and save 15 percent off your first order use promo code beck 15 for 15 percent off at built.com they taste like a candy bar but they're good for you low cal uh low carbs you, you're gonna love them all about the growing authoritarian state and it is growing rapidly rapidly we have ben shapiro on uh in about an hour to talk about it tonight my special is all about surveillance uh it's called biden's new domestic terrorism threat you you need to see something that has just been rubber stamped and nobody really talked about it the plan to combat domestic terror from the white house it is truly terrifying what they're doing. And somebody who has been on this for a long time is a guy who's hasn't been on Twitter since January 8th because he was suspended for tweeting about hydroxychloroquine, which I've taken hydroxychloroquine. When I stopped taking it, I got COVID. I don't know. Maybe it's a coincidence. I don't think so. Anyway, um, he hasn't been on Twitter, but he has been busy. Why was the FBI monitoring the bank accounts of D.C. residents on January 6th? From JudicialWatch.org, Tom Fitton joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Sally wrote in a couple of uh, short but sweet lines about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, my dog Bruno now cries because he loves his dog food so much. 
Rough Greens is amazing. I don't know what that means. Uh, does he like he's he's like Adam Schiff over his bowl? He's like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Uh, but I do want to talk to Bruno here for a moment. Bruno, I don't know exactly what it is with you, but I I do frequently cry because I love my food so much. So I don't even put rough greens on my food and I still do that. So I can't imagine what you're going through and just keep it up. It's not dog food. It's something you sprinkle on the dog food, the supplement that's filled with all of the things that make your dog healthier and happier. Get a free bag of rough greens just for your dog to try out. It's a small little bag. They just want you to try it for a few days to make sure that your dog will eat it and like it. And if they do, then just uh, get a a real bag of uh, rough greens and watch the change in your dog over a couple of months roughgreens.com slash back roughgreens.com all you pay for is shipping get the free bag right now you can call 833-GLEN-33 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash back Tom Fitton president of Judicial Watch author of A Republic Under Assault and Tom I don't think there is a a better phrase than that for what is happening to our country right now yeah, it's been ongoing and it's uh, accelerated uh, with the uh, beginning of the Biden administration that, as you've highlighted, has used uh, January 6th uh, as a uh, an excuse uh, to target and spy on all of this political opposition. And I just don't mean Donald Trump. Their theory of the case is everyone who has questions about the legitimacy of the Biden election that has questions about election integrity generally or is supportive of Trump, conservatives, all should be treated as if they're terrorists and, quote, enemies of the state, as the uh, left-wing New York Times lawyer, uh, excuse me, yeah. uh, writer admitted and, and uh, in Twitter yesterday. So let's go through some of the things that the government is doing that are absolutely unconstitutional and also things that should horrify Americans I don't know if they don't know about it or if they do, they just don't care. But this is a different country. Talk to me about the different things they did, for instance, Bank of America. Yeah, and it's not clear if Bank of America did this because they were asked or because they were excited to do it and just volunteered. But they sent over reportedly the financial transaction data, meaning if you use your debit card in D.C. on January 6th or the surrounding area. It was sent over, assuming, presumably, to the FBI. Uh, Airbnb data was sent over. Hotel transaction data was sent over, it looks like. These financial records were poured over uh, by Bank of America and sent uh, to the FBI and who knows how many other banks. So we've, we've asked for information from the FBI about what was going on here. And, Glenn, they gave us the uh, they can't confirm or deny the di- after deny After refusing to respond to the request, as the law requires, they we sued and they said, well, we can't confirm or deny this information exists, well, which to me is a non-denial denial. Right. And and what what right do they have to withhold that information? Well, you know, admitting they have the information is going to be a scandal. The detail of it is another issue here. We can't even def- get them to fess up that they were spying on us. We also have a lawsuit against the post office that was t- targeting social media profiles of individual Americans and examining them. Who knew your postal, your post office 
had the ability to spy on your social media content. So when they're talking about this select committee on the Hill, that's what this is about. And one of the other angles of the select committee we all should be concerned about is the fact that Adam Schiff is on it. Mm-hmm. And they've taken the legal position and litigation with Judicial Watch that the House of Representatives specific, and Congress generally has the unbridled ability to subpoena and take your private information, whether it be phone records. In the case of Giuliani, that's exactly what they did or financial information, and who knows what else, and without court authorization. So this isn't like... How? When did this uh, happen? A, a, a what? I mean, this is, this is not legal, right? It's not legal. Well, they say it is, and no court has restrained them yet. So I fear this January 6th committee, which is a never-ending committee, it's going to be a, 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 uh, a show trial. Uh, there's no date that's going to end, for which it's going to end. So the, it's going to be a go-to committee for Lord knows how long is going to target citizens and groups who oppose Biden and spy on them by taking their records uh, unconstitutionally, in my view. What are the uh, what now, are the odds that that I'm being spied on? I think the odds are high that you're on the target list. Uh, you know, Tucker, the story with Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. shows that you should presume you're being spied on. Yeah. I'll tell you what, in my, in my operations, I just presume every phone conversation I have, every email I send, uh, is, is subject to monitoring by the government. I just, I, I think, you know, it just it makes it, and, and Americans who are active in politics should similarly presume it. Uh, you just don't have to be a leader. Uh, now we know they're going after citizens. Well, I know that there are senators that I have spoken to that are so paranoid now they won't speak around any kind of uh, any kind of uh, device, and they'll only really kind of talk to you outside. Uh, and uh, and they they believe they're absolutely being monitored uh, by our national security apparatus. Well, we know the NSA is able to pick up virtually everything. Yeah. And the, and the issue comes down to who utilizes the intelligence that the NSA has in a box. Who goes rooting around in that box? We already know that the Biden administration is run by a man who did it to General Flynn in unmasking him. There's been no, uh, there's been, there's been no sanction for anyone who's unmasked mm-hmm. anyone during the Obama administration in abuse of the law. And that's so actually what happened to now. Tucker Carlson. We found out now that he was unmasked. But that's a very big deal. To unmask someone is a very difficult thing, or should be a very difficult thing to do. Used to be. Well, it, it, under the uh, excuse me, under the Obama administration, they treated that information as a Google type search function. Oh my gosh! Uh, to uh, go through uh, on issues related to their political enemies. So if you pop up on the radar, if you say or do the wrong thing that gets the attention of the wrong people in Washington D.C., we now know they have access to information and they can use it with virtually no check. Even when we know, catch them doing it, we can't get the Justice Department to do anything about it. Where's, you know, it goes back to where's Durham, which is a shorthand way of saying is where's the Justice Department, where's law enforcement, and why is it that they refuse to enforce the rule of law against the, the uh, corrupt political class here in Washington, D.C.? So we know that Bank of America, w- whether they volunteered or were asked to do it, 
Um, they looked into all of the transactions, bank account, debit card, credit card purchases in Washington, D.C., purchases made from hotels or Airbnb, RSVPs in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, any purchase of weapons or at a weapons-related merchant between 1-7 and the upcoming suspected stay in D.C., airline-related purchases since 1-6, and they put all these together. You know, uh, I remember when they told us we could do this, probably about 2006, that they could... They could string a whole bunch of information together that was supposedly uh, anonymized uh, for terrorists. And they could just put it all together and they could tell when somebody had moved from one house to another because of the water usage went down. Uh, right. That's what they're doing to these people, to anybody who is in Washington, D.C. And it's one thing to say we saw this person commit an act or we have information that this person committed an act. It's another thing to do this dragnet where everyone gets caught up in the surveillance state and has their information perused. And, you know, we've seen the stories that I'm sure you've covered of people having difficulty travel, traveling, oh, yeah. even though they've done nothing wrong other than maybe attend the rally in, on January 6th. We are becoming China. China is the model. We are putting in uh, restrictions where they can control every part of your life. Have you? Uh, and, we ha- and we have a committee um, in the House that is a one-party committee. So when we worry about one-party states, we have a one-party operation that is now investigating the exercise of civil liberties by American citizens in terms of right to assembly, right to freedom of association, and other First Amendment protected rights. There's no representative of the other party in our system on that committee. And the folks who are responsible for for some of this China-like surveillance, i.e. Adam Schiff, are on the committee and they know what to do. Is there a way to turn this around? I think we need a change in approach from our leadership uh, in the elected level. My concern is the leadership of the House and the Senate don't care about these issues. They talk about them, but they don't care about them. I, Mitch McConnell doesn't even talk about them. Uh, and uh, we, we don't have effective leadership uh, on the Hill to, uh, to highlight these issues in the grave way they need to be highlighted. I, mean, I just saw a piece in Politico the other day, Glenn, where the nas- a national security official, I think in the White House, was talking about how uh, Second Amendment gun rights are a national security issue. I know we don't want the wrong pe- we don't want the wrong people getting guns, and we know. And their definition of the wrong people is people who don't vote for Biden. Have you and, and zero interest in the, in Congress for doing this? And there's got to be an escalation in Congress, an accountability, and a penalty for abusing for a the government abusing our rights from the executive branch and policing Congress. Have you been following? Why, the, why isn't there a demonstration in front of the Capitol Hill Police Department? Be transparent. The Whitmer kidnap, kidnapping case and the FBI's involvement. There is no way anyone reasonable can read that and think that that was anything other than a, a, a plot hatched and and uh, furthered by the FBI. Uh, have you looked into that case? Is there much credibility to that? And were they doing that on January 6th? 
Well, we are looking into it. Uh, and what's interesting about January 6th is that the information is kind of already out there. Um, I, I went and looked on the Justice Department's website, and you can read the documents they post. And one of the folks they targeted, uh, the information that was presented to the court by the Justice Department discussed a D.C. undercover police employee uh, monitoring the riot. Not only was he there beforehand talking to the targets, but he was also on the Capitol grounds. So they had an undercover informant for the D.C. police on the grounds during the riot. Hmm. I haven't seen that anywhere. No. And to me, where there's more, when you have that type of activity, you can bet there's additional activity that's not disclosed. Sure. And that would also make you question, then why weren't you prepared for it? Well, and that's why Nancy Pelosi, if I were if I were in Congress and and with Democrat or Republican, and I was in fear for my life for one minute because of a failure of security that that person is responsible for the Speaker of the House, she wouldn't be Speaker of the House. Tom Fitton, thank you so much for uh, all that you guys do. Um, Keep fighting. By the way, are you still off Twitter because of your choice or because they're just not letting you back on Twitter? Uh, it's partly choice, partly I'm locked out. Uh, they tell me if I delete the accurate and truthful tweet, I can go back on in theory. But And what did you tweet about hydroxychloroquine? I said hydroxychloroquine is a safe drug. It is a safe drug. It's been around for 100 years. It and is they a safe drug. He had told me the tweet was fine. They had previously analyzed the tweet and said it wasn't in violation of the rules. And they since decided it's in violation of their rules. And they've called me an abuser of of uh, the system. And I don't even know how to respond to that other than, you know, oh. if I go back on, will it will they destroy my account completely? Unbelievable. Tom, thank you so much. Appreciate it. God bless. Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch, uh, the author of the book, A Republic Under Assault. And you can follow him at judicialwatch.org. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So Brian just wrote in after hearing me talk about American financing, and he wanted to share how grateful he was and what his experience was like with um, uh, American financing. He said, I heard about American financing on Blaze TV. Made my inquiry on the web and was contacted by Scott. He and his associates were extremely helpful and accommodating. He answered all of my questions. He made me feel comfortable during the entire process of refi. In the end, I lowered my monthly mortgage payment and got a lowered interest rate. I'd recommend American Financing to anyone who needs the services that they are offering. Thank you so much. Brian, thanks for writing in. Thank you for giving American Financing a chance to help you reach your financial goals. It's really that easy. You want to save money? You're probably overpaying. When's the last time you had a free mortgage review? Please do this. You could save hundreds, if not $1,000 every single month. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. This police state is being built as we speak, and it is happening rapidly, rapidly. Tonight, on my Wednesday night special, only on Blaze TV, I'm focusing on an alarming 
strategy from the White House. It's not a conspiracy theory. I don't have to put it all together. It's right there. Something that America barely even noticed when it was released last month. The media just rubber stamps everything. But it was put together by the National Security Council, and it is a blueprint for sweeping government action called the National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism. It doesn't focus on BLM, Antifa, doesn't ransomware, none of that stuff. It is just focusing on the greatest national threat, quote, violent extremists, principally those who promote the superiority of the white race, end quote. Well, I want violent extremists and anybody who's promoting the superiority of the white race or the black race. Hmm. Hmm, Seems to be a few of those, too. Uh, I think I think they're dangerous. And if they are violent, they should be arrested. But this White House uh, strategy is disturbing because it is as if we have no constitutional rights. They are already using surveillance systems and turning their focus on the U.S. It talks about how they're going to use high tech and gives all their rationale. And it is truly truly terrifying and you must be aware of it i want people who commit crimes to go to jail and i don't care who they voted for i want them to go to jail this is a blueprint for big government and big tech to surveil root out and silence america's quote deplorables all in the name of anti-terror Join me tonight for a very important Wednesday night special, Biden's new domestic terrorism threat, you. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and, uh, and uh, get your, uh, uh, get your uh, discount on your subscription. blazetv.com slash Glenn uh, and use the promo code Glenn. Right after... Something else that's on TV. A brand and, new uh, episode car. of Listen, Punky Brewster. That's who's going to be the guest on Stu Does America. Also on Blaze TV YouTube. That is tonight. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. What are you doing tonight on yours? We're going to be having. We're doing punk, uh, Punky Brewster. Right. Yep. We're, we're going to dive into the yeah. entire show, the mm-hmm. history, uh, mm-hmm. the people behind the story. Mm-hmm. So it's a very special, it's a very special. Show. Uh, it's a very. They don't do that anymore. I miss those typical. It's a very special Punky Brewster. Right. Yes. We're going to be going into the January sixth commission a little bit tonight. Uh, also, uh, some stuff from Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> uh, we. We hit that a little bit yesterday, yeah. and there's some other stuff that people don't know, or at least not been have not been covering on Cuomo as well. We're going to get into that tonight on Studios America right before your show. Okay, we're going to talk about Cuba here in the next few minutes. I have the FCC commissioner on who says, we have a way to restore the internet, and uh, all Biden has to do is just say, okay. We'll do that next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Gee, I wonder why they're not. Dealing with car repairs can feel you can feel like uh, uh, kicking the uh, body parts. You know what I mean? You lose your money. You lose your time. If you're like me, you're apt to lose your mind while you're at it. If you don't have the right coverage when something goes wrong with your car, just one repair can bleed you dry. This 
is why CarShield exists. Taking care of a covered repair with CarShield's administrators, really easy. They handle the paperwork, the expensive payments. You don't have to do any of it. You literally just end up saving thousands of dollars. With CarShield, you'll get to pick the mechanic or, you know, uh, you can bring it into the dealership and CarShield does the rest. Plans from CarShields provide coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental coverage, and trip reimbursement, all at no additional charge. CarShield has helped over a million drivers. They can help you. It's a win-win. You're not going to be on the hook to pay thousands. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. Visit carshield.com slash Beck. carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Deductible may apply. Back to back tonight, Studios America, Glenn TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Axios calls this guy the FCC's 5G Crusader. He has led the FCC's work to modernize the infrastructure rules and accelerate the build-out of high-speed networks. His uh, reforms have cut billions of dollars in red tape and enabled the private sector to build these high-speed networks in in communities all across the country and extend America's global leadership in 5G. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think there's a lot of people uh, in in Washington, at least with this administration, that want to see America win the 5G race. That's a topic for another uh, broadcast. His name is Brendan Carr, and he is an FCC commissioner. uh, And we we need good commissioners on the FCC. Ajit Pai has uh, left. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing great. Really good to to join you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You are suggesting something, and I think this, I don't know if it started with you or who it started with. I know that um, uh, Marco Rubio has been talking about restoring the Internet to Cuba. And there is a way we can do this, but it requires the government and Google to participate, correct? Yeah, some of that is right. So, you know, look, in, in Cuba, we're seeing unprecedented protests. And what we see around the globe now is the first thing people do when they take to the street to fight for liberty is they take out their smartphone. They take pictures. They take video. Because the thing that brutal dictatorships like least is the attention of the world. Correct. The spotlight on their brutality. So we've seen this in Iran. We've seen it in uh, Venezuela. We've seen it in Myanmar. So the first thing that people do is they take their phone out. The first thing the dictators do is they shut down the Internet. Now, they don't cut the Internet entirely because that would cut off their own communications. They block access to WhatsApp and Facebook and messaging services. So those pictures and videos can't get out there. So what I said, what others have said, like you mentioned, Senator Rubio, uh, Governor DeSantis, is we should look for ways to restore Internet services to Cuba, uh, which would help to accelerate the ultimate uh, destination of the brutal Cuban regime, which is its end. Uh, and there's two ways we can do it. We can introduce new services, new internet services from off island. That can take some time. There's some logistical challenges to be sure, but we have the technical capacity to do that. And track two is we should bolster support for circumvention tools so that people can continue to use the internet services on the island and just get around the filtering, which by the way, the filtering has all the digital fingerprints of the communist regime of China. So they are very much involved in helping Cuba shut down Internet services. And didn't Facebook and everybody else, they did this in Egypt. They did this for the Arab Spring. 
they they actually helped foment that revolution uh, and uh, and made sure that people knew how to use it and gain access to it. Now it doesn't seem is anybody have you heard of any high tech? I mean, the, the big high tech are any of them saying we got to join in and help these people. It's been pretty quiet from what I've seen. You know, former Secretary Pompeo sent out a tweet a week or so ago saying that uh, the government and others went in in Iran and helped bolster internet services during the protests there. I mean, we have the technical capacity to do it, and it's simply a question of do we have the political will at the highest levels of this administration to green light uh, these efforts? If we do that, American enterprises can deliver these solutions to the Cuban people and show our uh, support for them. And, and President Biden initially came out with some positive words. We're going to look at this, but it's over two weeks and we haven't seen any action at this point. And, you know, I'm very concerned that we're not going to see action. So, uh, you know, this is just a question of political will. It's not a question of can we do capacity. it? Yeah. Um, and is Project Loon, which was a Google project, I believe, in yep. Kenya, uh, which yep. sends this like, uh, you know, uh, tennis court sized uh, uh, tower up over the country way above where airplanes are flying and it just kind of hovers there and kind of acts as a as a receiver to to pass that message along easily we could probably do it with two of these things because florida is so close do i have that right you're exactly you're exactly right so this is what i call that track one idea which is how do we introduce new services into cuba from off Island. There's a variety of technological ways you can do it, and you put your finger on one of them. Uh, Google Loom had this operation where they put up stratospheric balloons. These go 60 to 75,000 feet uh, above the air. You can actually keep them relatively static over a geographic area, given the way that the winds circulate uh, at those levels. I've been to Kenya myself to see this technology in action. It works. We at the FCC authorized this technology in 2017. After a hurricane wiped out communications in Puerto Rico, seven to eight of these balloons went up, circled around Puerto Rico, and helped beam services into that, uh, that, that, that community. And we saw it in Peru. After some natural disasters, these balloons went up. There's other technologies. We could beam Wi-Fi off of the U.S. Embassy in Havana. Uh, previously, we had inserted uh, satellite-powered Internet devices into Cuba. The advantage of these high-altitude balloons, as you point out, is you can stay in international airspace and beam directly from the, the, the balloon to a handset, back from the handset to the balloon. And to your point, given the geographic distance to uh, Marathon or, or the Keys, you can beam right from the balloon back to the Internet in the U.S. So that's the advantage of the balloon. And frankly, we need it now in Cuba, but we also need this, I think, as a strategic capability for this country. We've always had you know, Radio Free Asia, uh, Radio Marti that broadcast into Cuba, the modern day equivalent of broadcasting uh, information into countries that aren't free is to enable the free, unfiltered use of the Internet in those countries. So I think we need this as a long term strategic capability as well. It's a lot better than obviously putting putting troops on the ground as well. Sure. Uh, and it's uh, I mean, with the way things are going, quite honestly, we might need one for, you know, suppression here in America. Uh, it, what, what is being done is is craziness, craziness. This is this is amazing. I mean, look, we cannot be speaking out of both sides of our mouth. At the one, at the one point, we're saying brutal regimes like Cuba, you can't filter, you can't censor the internet. At the same time, that we have uh, this White House, Jen Psaki, out there saying, "Oh yeah, we've been coordinating 
with big tech to censor American speech. We can't do that. We need to be very clear that we believe in a free, open, uncensored Internet for our own American people here and for other people abroad. And so I think we should go forward and whether it's through legislation or otherwise, make very clear that government officials should not be calling up big tech companies and asking them to put a thumb on the scale against speech they don't like. Because let's get real. It's not about misinformation. It's not about disinformation. It's about political speech that doesn't fit the narrative of the right. people that are bombing in with these phone calls. Is it is it possible to privately do this? I mean, uh, you know, we can just this audience and that's not involving the Cuban uh, population in America. We could fund that privately. I doubt Google would take our check, but is there a way to do this privately? Well, on the track one stuff, so Google shuttered uh, Loon at the beginning of the year because it wasn't a great commercial product. People weren't going to drop, you know, Verizon or uh, or AT and T for these uh, balloon services. But I think as a strategic capability for the country, the commercial viability is less of a concern. But the track two stuff we talked about, which is the circumvention tools, there's a lot of open source applications out there that the Cuban people are using right now. Those technologies need additional funding, and we're not talking, you know, billions of dollars. We're talking one to three to six million dollars. So there are some efforts underway to try to use private sector funding uh, to bolster these technologies. I can't endorse any one particular you know, company or direct people towards those crowdfunding sites given um, you know, limits on me as a government official, but there are private sector ways that people could donate money so that these circumvention tools continue to work and the people of Cuba can continue to get those pictures and videos out to the world. You know, I, uh, I loved uh, Jeet Pai, and I've done this, I've done broadcast for 45 years, and I, I can't even remember a name of a of an FCC chairman before. Um, uh, maybe I did during Reagan, uh, but uh, Ajit was um, amazing. And I thought we were headed in the right direction with the FCC under Donald Trump. Um, and now it looks like hey, you guys are the only ones standing between uh, real freedom of the Internet uh, and uh, net neutrality because it's back, isn't it? It is. You know, look, uh, President Biden issued a quote-unquote competition executive order a week or so ago, and it included a, a direction basically to us at the FCC to go back to Obama-era uh, net neutrality rules. The reality is, you know, 2015-2016, America had flatlined in terms of our build-out of high-speed internet infrastructure, including cell sites. In 2016, we had something like 708 new cell sites go up in this country um, after we engage in reforms under, you know, Ajit's leadership and me working with him, uh, we had uh, 46,000 new cell sites go in in 2019. So a 65-fold increase because we got, you know, all of that regulatory red tape uh, out of the yeah. way. So I'm very concerned that we're going to go back to this Obama-era approach. And it's, it's as if they don't understand the real threat to a free and open Internet today. It's not coming from the ISPs. We don't have net neutrality today. Uh, at least under their conception of it. And we don't see blocking and throttling by ISPs, but we do see is blocking and censorship by big tech. And if you really care about a free and open Internet, the problem you need to tackle today is a censorship happening by Facebook, by Twitter, uh, by these providers, not by the ISP. How, how uh, close are we to really being a leader in 5G compared to, I can't remember the name of Huawei, I mean, yeah. we are in the fight of our life with Huawei. You know, we made we were behind. Again, 2015, 2016, people were basically counting the U.S. out. 
but when we modernized our infrastructure rules because it had been costing too much and took too long to build infrastructure for the internet here, uh, things boomed and we leapfrogged uh, ahead of many, many countries. And we now have the strongest uh, 5G platform in the world. If you don't have it in your particular community, uh, the data may be meaningless to you, but the data does show us that we're doing well. But I am concerned that we are not going to continue to keep the pedal down when it comes to allowing new internet infrastructure bills, when it comes to uh, getting the spectrum out there that we need to power these 5G services. So the good news is we made great progress. We're in good shape right now, but I'm worried that we're going to let off the gas and then you know China's going to take advantage of that. Um, Elon Musk's satellite service is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Is is this... What do you think of that business? Does that have a future far as um, uh, litigation? Is there anything that can shut him down on this? This is a really interesting technology. And I was just out in Washington State visiting the manufacturing plant where they make these low Earth orbit satellites. And the idea is that you can put these you know, satellites up, hundreds of them, and they're going to get you almost sort of fiber-like uh, speeds anywhere, uh, almost anywhere in the globe. And we uh, are pretty hopeful. We're not putting all our eggs in that basket. We're looking at other technologies, other ways to bridge the digital divide. Uh, But we think this could be a good technology. We've authorized them. We've funded them uh, in terms of building out in areas where um, they're sort of rural and remote. So it it, it could be a game changer. Um, We'll see. It hasn't quite gone uh, to scale yet. Just it just isn't there as a timeline. They're still building it out. But we're hopeful that it's going to be a key part of bridging the digital divide. Brendan Carr, the FCC commissioner, it is uh, it's good to talk to you. And uh, please let us know uh, about any threats to our constitutional uh, protected rights to free speech and petitioning our government. Uh, We need good guys on the inside that are alerting because there's just so much going on that nobody can pay attention uh, to all of it. Thank you so much, Brendan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. You can follow him at Brendan Carr FCC or find him at FCC.gov. Brendan Carr, the FCC commissioner. Um, I think this is something that we really need to pursue. Uh, I think the Project Loon is a really, really, I don't know why. I I mean, I think we should be speaking up and asking uh, congressmen and senators like Rubio, how can we help you? What do we need to do to get the government to Approve that. We've already done it before. Why are we not doing it for Cuba? Uh, more in just a second. First, let me tell you about AMAC. I'm a proud member of AMAC. That's the Association of Mature American Citizens. And I want to tell you why. There are a couple of things that are going on. AMAC, you get the benefits. You'll get the benefits that you'll get anyplace else with a seniors group, if you will. Or mature Americans. I don't call them seniors anymore. And being somebody who's a mature American, I understand why. Anyway, you just it's not just about getting benefits. You're joining a group that has your best interest and the best interest of the country at heart. It's a group that will fight tooth and nail for your rights as an American. And they already are doing it. They're the source also of uncensored information that you can trust, complete with newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, a bi-monthly magazine. A quarter of a million AMAC members have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. Listen, we are not going to win this unless we start to join together. We might have disagreements on things, but if you believe in, uh, give me nine out of the top ten of the Bill of Rights, 
And you're an ally. You're an ally. Join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, the information. Most importantly, join because we need to start forming groups and have our voices heard en masse. AMAC.US slash Beck. AMAC.US slash Beck. Go there now and join now. Tonight on Glenn TV. The riot that occurred on January 6th was a national tragedy, but the left is now using that one event to completely redefine domestic terrorism, and you might be their next target. Glenn unveils the Biden administration's latest tactics to supposedly secure our nation, all at the cost of our fundamental rights. Watch Biden's new domestic terrorism threat, you. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, 9 o'clock, we are going to be talking about what the government is doing right now for national security, and they are becoming authoritarian. The Authoritarian Moment is a book that has uh, been written by Ben Shapiro. It is out today. A lot of history in it. It's, it's really good. Ben Shapiro is joining us uh, in just a few minutes. The Authoritarian Moment how the left has weaponized America's institutions against dissent. And he has some solutions that I think are right. Uh, so we have been on uh, and don't miss tonight's special at uh, 9 p.m. Right after a brand new Stew Does America. Wow. This episode, he finds out he has a young cousin and they live next door. <laughs> and we go on a vacation to Hawaii. Yeah. It's uh, not good. No, it's it's, it's all it's, we tried all the sitcom <laughs> things in the same episode. It did not work. 